Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. We're so glad that you have joined us today. I'm going to start today, Pastor Jeff, by making a confession. So let's go. I have sat through many a Christmas Eve service, many a wonderful Christmas Eve service with you. We have good ones. We do. We have great ones. I think we have 80 million of them now. <laughs> yeah. um, but my confession <laughs> is that while I have enjoyed the service and have been almost fully bought in, part of my part of my mind has wandered to the many, many things that Fred and I are going to be putting together Christmas night, last minute for our kids, and we still document the year of the Princess Scooter. The year the Princess Scooter will go down in history. So as, 9 o'clock on Christmas Eve, oh, you open the box. Oh, bump a couple hours oh, up no. on that. Bump a couple hours, a couple hours, and then a whole handful of nuts and bolts Pulse, left yeah, over yeah, at the yeah, end, and yeah. the handlebars that just never quite turned right. in the the right way. But all she saw was the yeah, princess. Yeah, I've done so that didn't a couple matter. of bicycles. I think it, I, I'm sure everybody listening at some point has done something like that. And you know, it's Christmas Eve. You're freaking out. Uh, you've got all this stuff to get ready. You're you're going to either go somewhere tomorrow or <laughs> somebody's coming over tomorrow. And there's food, and now you've got these toys to put together. And uh, I have always, I've always completed the task at hand every time it was a bike. And so when one of the girls would come out, there was a there would be a bike at the Christmas tree, but there was always a lot of leftover parts. Was it safe to ride? That's yeah, the question. <laughs> enough to be for me to be. I, I hope this thing stays together as they as they do it. Oh gosh. And I think, you know, as we as we transition to our talks on kitchen table theology, I think it's times like that when we wish that someone was there to explain all the hows and the what's somebody walking us through. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we have the invention of YouTube for things right. like that where we can oh, look I up know. pretty much anything. But this sometimes happens when we read the Bible as well. You know, some passages when we read them, they're hard to understand and because they're hard to understand, then they're even harder to apply to our lives. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's those tough questions like, how do we love those that, you know, spitefully use mm-hmm. us? How exactly are we to, gosh, love our neighbors as ourselves? And did Jesus really mean it when he said it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter heaven? You know, all these big right. concepts that just get really hard to understand and apply. There are so many questions like that, I think, as, as we're reading the Scripture— and you stop and go, you know, and it, it's it's not only what does this mean, it's what does this also mean, therefore, to my life? Mm-hmm. And the, the good news in all of that is that the Holy Spirit is our source of illumination, and that's what we're going to... What, what we're going to talk about today. Good. So again, just to remind everyone, I'm your host, Jen Denton, and here along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're going to systematically discover what the scripture teaches regarding theological topics. Our goal is to put the theological cookies on the bottom shelf there you go. where we can all reach them. I'm hungry. I know. <laughs> me too. Oh gosh, super, super hungry this morning. And we'll seek to do this in a way that's very applicable to the lives we live. And then here's the statement we like to say, because the real power of theology is not only in knowing it, 
but applying it. Mm-hmm. On our previous podcast, we've looked at the topics of revelation and inspiration, God communicating with us through his word, the Bible. We looked at Dr. Harold Wilmington's very easy to understand definitions of revelation, inspiration, and now illumination. Pastor Jeff, can you give us just a brief reminder of those definitions? Sure. If you haven't listened to the previous two podcasts, please uh, go back and check those out. The first one was on the doctrine of revelation, and that's where uh, it, it, it comes revelation or revelatory truth comes from God to us. We hear that which God wanted written. And then our last podcast was on inspiration, and that went from man to paper and 66 authors over, what, about 1,500 years, they wrote that which God wanted written. So revelation, God to us, inspiration from us to paper. And today we're going to look at illumination, and that's from paper to heart, uh, where we receive the light in our own souls uh, of that which God has written. So let's dive a little bit deeper and talk today about the illumination of Scripture. So first of all, what does that mean? Uh, We've already learned that without inspiration, no Scripture would have ever been written. And now we say that without illumination, no sinner would ever get saved, no Christian would ever learn biblical truth. Illumination uh, is the method used by the Holy Spirit to bring divine light upon every person who's seeking after God and the truths of God as we look into the Word of God. So illumination goes from God's written Word, which is the Bible, and then goes directly to our hearts. Mm. So so here's a big question, and I've especially heard this from, I think, my friends that would consider themselves to be avid readers, avid intellectuals. Why do we need illumination? Even in our sinful state, why can't we just simply read and and find the messages of the Bible without side without that outside divine help? Why why can't we do that? Well, that's a really good, very valid uh, question. I think I'd answer. There's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's necessary because the Bible tells us that in our own states we are spiritually. Blind. And Paul explains this a little bit in 1 Corinthians 2 4. He says, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Another translation puts it, A natural man doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God, they're foolishness to him. And that's our, our, our state, our, is a natural state. And so the things of God are foolishness to us. And then it says he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. And appraised can also be translated as examined. And so it's necessary because we're spiritually blind. And secondly, we need illumination not only because we're spiritually blind, but because of satanic blindness. Again, you look at what what Paul says, some kind of sobering words in 2 Corinthians 4. He writes, the spirit of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe and prevents the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the image of God, from shining on them. That's that's kind of right there. So there's this spirit in the world, this satanic spirit, 
that blinds those who are not believers, not followers of Jesus, who do not have the Holy Spirit. And then this key word, and prevents the light of the gospel from shining on them. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, w- without the Spirit's illumination, we're, we, we, we cannot gain understanding into God's Word. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like we don't have, then, without this illumination, we wouldn't have hope of fully understanding the Scriptures. Absolutely. Not in the, the depth that they were meant to right. come to us. And then we're at a loss for the application of that. Mm -hmm. So now when does the spirit and his work shine his light on God's work for us? Once that happens, what happens then? Well, people who are far from God, you know, we call them in the Christian faith sinners. We're all sinners. When, when those people, when, when, when you and I, for example, we, we, uh, we both have come to faith in Christ before that. So Jen, we, you know, we understood the gospel. I was nine years old, and I was at River Valley Ranch, mm-hmm. and the I heard this guy preach from Macon, Georgia, named Paul Anderson. And Paul was the 1956. Now I'm not that old, but he was the 1956 Olympic gold medal winner for weightlifting. Oh. So this dude was dude. massive, and I'm nine years old. <laughs> And he was sharing his story and presenting the gospel, and I, I really do remember quite clearly understanding it. And um, you know, they had a call if you want to pray with you know what was a college camp counselor, and I I, I did that. Where when did you come to Christ? How did Nine, that happen? Third grade, um, Camp Moon. See, we were both at, both camp at camps, Moon. and yeah. I remember the the thing that sticks in my mind is I remember they had this little little worship choir, and they were singing "Just as I Am." And that <laughs> I just there's just something about that hymn. That I think still, everybody that got saved. Gets if you if you didn't get just saved as at "Just as I Am," are you really saved? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, so, the Spirit's doing His work in us, even as nine year olds. Mm-hmm. And we understood the gospel, and then and then turned to Christ. The the psalmist said, "The Lord opens the eyes of the blind." So we were spiritually blind, but He opens our eyes. And not only that, those already in God's family, Christians, um, with illumination, our, our faith is strengthened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul says, "God has revealed these things to us by His Spirit." So we can now, as Christians, come to God's Word. Uh, and he will illuminate it to our hearts, to our souls, where we will we will gain understanding. That's illumination. Mm-hmm. And what a gift that is! I mean, that that's just the amazing work of the Spirit that we yeah. have in combination with His Word that helps to helps us in our daily lives, helps us in that application. So let's just summarize a little bit. So without the Spirit's illumination, we don't have hope of understanding the Scriptures. But when the Spirit does His work and shines His light on the Word for us, it brings sinners to repentant faith, and then yep. it strengthens, teaches, and encourages believers, right? You know, we should have said that at the very beginning. That That's... Yeah. <laughs> Why am I here? Just get straight to it. <laughs> So do we have a part in all this, or is it all just the Holy Spirit, and we could just sit there and just have it wash over us? Yeah, that's a really good question, because I think what we see here in in this doctrine of illumination is a bit of God's sovereignty and our responsibility. And we see that a lot, in, especially in the New Testament, God's sovereignty on one hand, our responsibility on the other. So the Holy Spirit's work of illumination does not excuse you or I from a regular study of God's Word, regularly reading God's Word. 
Second uh, Timothy two fifteen may be a little bit familiar to us. Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed. Correctly teaching the word of truth. So, studying God's word requires hard work from time to time. Uh, we should not expect, nor will He. Uh, don't expect the Holy Spirit to allow us to bypass the work involved in studying, reading, meditating on Scripture. Um, I just a couple weeks ago preached on the Bereans out of Acts 17, and we know they received the word with ready minds, and then Dr. Luke tells us they daily searched the Scriptures. And as they were doing that, the Holy Spirit, uh, as He did with them, does with us, delights in partnering with us as He performs His work of illumination in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a really cool concept that is lost on even a lot of believers because, you know, I, th I sometimes I feel like the Holy Spirit is, you know, kind of set aside sometimes, you know, we got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and, right. you know, there's yeah. kind of this mystery around it. But I mean, in essence, it's the Holy Spirit that seeks to aid us in his work of illumination, right. aids us in understanding the word and applying it. So, you know, you gave us a couple examples because we see this enacted through the New Testament, especially in the book of Acts. So what does Paul teach about the scriptures when it comes to the Jews in Thessalonica when we read that he went to to seek them and reason them with the scriptures? Well, he, he goes and he does that. And um, many people come to faith in Christ and there's the Holy Spirit working in conjunction with one of God's ministers to bring people to saving faith in Jesus. So there's the God's sovereignty, man's responsibility. Paul's teaching, preaching the word. God in his sovereignty draws these people to himself, and they come to faith in Jesus. Another example of God's sovereignty, man's responsibility, and how the Holy Spirit works with us in the whole process of illumination of the Scriptures is an act. Partnership. Yeah, it's a yeah. partnership. It's in Acts 8, and Philip is sent by God rather miraculously to this Ethiopian eunuch who's reading Scripture, and what he's reading out of Isaiah 53, which is all about the Messiah and the suffering. Uh, it's often be called the suffering servant passage. But this guy doesn't understand what he's reading. Well, why not? Why, why doesn't he understand it? Well, let's go back to what we just talked about a minute ago. He doesn't understand it because of spiritual and satanic blindness. And that's, those things are keeping him from understanding. And Philip appears and says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy says, how can I unless someone explains it to me? And then uh, Philip sits next to the dude and explains it to him. And then he asks Philip, well, tell me, please, who's the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And then we know, as we continue on the story, this Ethiopian man placed his faith and trust in Jesus, and then he was immediately baptized. So there you see God's sovereignty and the salvation coupled with our responsibility. Philip uh, explaining, teaching, uh, telling and this man coming to faith in Christ because of God's sovereignty. Well, that was able to happen because Philip had spent time studying the Scriptures, and he knew what he was talking about as he explained Isaiah 53 to this Ethiopian man. Mm -hmm. So if we were looking for the takeaway for today and we're looking at illumination, how does it affect 
our daily lives. We've seen, you know, in life change in the story you just gave, but sometimes it's it's hard for us to relate to that Ethiopian man. So how in our daily lives does illumination, does it affect us at all? Yeah, the, the tie-in, I think, with those passages of Scripture to us, it's a, they're good reminders for us to live as students of God's Word. Mm-hmm. Just stay in the Word. Study it, read it, meditate on it, um, to find joy in discovering things in the Bible that without the illuminating work of the Spirit, we would never discover. And then, you know, another takeaway, trust the Spirit of God to take the truth that you study and you you learn it and you ask Him to give us uh, ways to apply it to our lives. And then He, the Spirit, in only ways that He can, He'll take what we have learned and what he has illumined in our own hearts and minds and beautifully weave those truths into our daily lives. I like what you just said in ways that only he can, yep. that, that we can't do that in and of mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up today's podcast, let's remember again that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. Thanks so much for joining us today. However, or wherever you're listening from school or work or working out, or maybe while you sat at your kitchen table with a cup of coffee, thanks so much for listening. Hey, and we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's podcast stimulated a question or two. And again, as a reminder, in a few weeks, we'll devote a podcast to answering your questions. So just shoot us an email at... jcranston at lowcountrycc.org. That's the letter J. Cranston, C-R-A-N-S-T-O-N, at lowcountrycc.org. Good. So ask us a question and then tell us where you're listening from and a little bit about yourself. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like, please head over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to podcasts and subscribe, maybe even leave a rating and a review. Those things would be so helpful because the more ratings and reviews that are left, the more people can find out about the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, and we can reach more and more people. Additionally, you can head over to jeffcranston.com for show notes on this and other podcasts. We hope to see you next time when our topic will be the infallibility of the Bible. You won't want to miss that one. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.